Greetings, everyone, and a very warm welcome to another edition of the HubDo podcast, where we talk with software vendors, subject matter specialists, and end users who share real stories of how to do more on HubSpot. So I'm your host, Pete Nichols. I'm coming to you from Copenhagen in Denmark, and I'm joined today by Luke Jenkins. Luke, a very good day to you. Where are you joining us from today? Hi, Pete. I'm joining from just outside London today. Nice. Uh, not your super hot days that you've had recently, hopefully today. <laughs> no, th thankfully the, the heat wave of last week has passed us, so a bit more bearable now, but I'll, yep. uh, anytime the sun's out, I'm generally happy. So we'll take it whilst it's here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so um, for our listeners, if you haven't heard of Luke Jenkins, Luke Jenkins is a message media regional manager for the UK and EMEA, that's Europe, Middle East and Africa. Uh, message media has a complete native SMS for HubSpot integration. And we're talking about that today. Uh, Luke, we're delighted to include Message Media on the HubDo Marketplace so that people can do more on HubSpot. So our topic for today's episode is how to use SMS for HubSpot to increase customer engagement 5x. So I don't know if you pronounce it the same way, but I guess that's a big multiple. So let's start with the question, what type of customers are an ideal fit for SMS for HubSpot and who isn't a fit? Thanks, Pete. So Message Media is a company, we've got upwards of 65,000 customers globally. So within that, we've got quite a wide range of your you know, smallest one-person companies right through to large enterprises, and that's across a whole different ream of verticals. We've traditionally um, found that we've got a real sweet spot within that small, but particularly to mid-market, where we find customers that are starting to get a little bit more mature and inventive with their communication strategy, adding in new channels. And then once they've got those, how do they go and optimize that to go and get better results? So um, yeah, we can absolutely work with anyone, but generally uh, for those type of customers in that sort of small to mid market is probably our sweet spot. As you mentioned global, and that's a key thing uh, for, um, for message media. Yeah, I mean, as you mentioned in your generous intro. Um, so I look after the UK and EMEA region, but we are positioned globally. We've got headquarters in Australia. Um, we've got large operations in New Zealand and North America and a development hub in Asia as well. Um, so we're well positioned to go and support customers globally. And whether that's you need in-country support because you've got physical teams there, or even if it's just a case of wanting to go and navigate, sending some of the different compliance rules internationally, then we can help you with that as well. Yeah, I think that's a key thing to know because it isn't always obvious, like on the HubSpot app marketplace where you can see there's a range of solutions that talk about SMS on HubSpot, but uh, it's not obvious of what countries they operate in. And uh, we've got customers using message media all over the place. So you might find some of these other vendors uh, only operate in the US, for example. So um, geographically or anything like that, who do you think would be the sorts of business where you'd think, well, we might not be the right fit for you. Maybe another solution might suit. Does anything come to mind? In terms of geography, we really don't have limitations. There are a few countries where there may be some slightly more complex issues or, or nuances to navigate just in terms of the setup. Some countries, for example, will require a different um, registration process depending on the site sender ID that you'd like to send from, or maybe types of content where there may be some rules or some slightly stricter type um, die to deadlines around what you can do in terms of marketing messages, for example. So I think it's more the differences between the type of content that you're sending and where you're sending to. But in terms of working with customers, we could absolutely do that globally. 
Right. Uh, and a small to medium enterprise is uh, sounds like a neat fit there. What about the most common misunderstood features when people come in and inquire, is this for me? What are the things that generally are often misunderstood or maybe the mistakes that you see people make? Um, I think a lot of customers are quite pleasantly surprised that it's a complete native integration. We know, we know there's a lot of other providers and integrations out there, and I'm sure a lot of those work quite well and will still sync with HubSpot. The difference with us versus a lot of those is rather than having to um, be directed to another UI or Chrome extension, something like that, we're completely native within HubSpot. And so whether we're talking one-to-one -one sending from the contact record, whether you're looking to do uh, more sort of marketing campaigns and larger broadcasts, whether you want to use us as part of your workflows, and that could be contact-based or deal-based workflows, um, you're going to be able to go and set up everything and configure it straight from within HubSpot. Um, so I think that's one of the, the nice surprises that customers would get when they were working with us. Um, and again, I think that native experience, being able to actually leverage your own customer data, pull in native contact tokens, um, that's another plus point as well. Um, in terms of any other sort of myths or misunderstandings that we probably get, um, none really pop, pop to mind. I think, again, it's, it's work, the nice thing is working with customers, not just to understand their use case, but then actually through the integration and messaging as a channel, what can you do to go and improve the cut through and engagement related to that message? Because there's some really simple things that you can do, even just personalizing a message. First name's a really obvious one, but then if there's customers that have gone and purchased a particular product from you, maybe they, they sit within a slightly different cohort. They could be a VIP customer, or they could be linked to a particular product set. Being able to go and personalize that message um, is just gonna, it gives a, a nice representation for you as a brand to your customers, and certainly helps to boost the engagement. We've seen a, a range of use cases. Uh, there was one in um, in Australia, actually, uh, which one of the first implementations I saw of uh, message media, SMS, natively inside HubSpot. Uh, we needed to do some cleanup work on the um, the way they were storing the numbers for their customers. Um, they were only sending SMS messages primarily within that country, so country codes weren't so much of an issue. But uh, do you see that come up sometimes, that the way that the customer's data is held in HubSpot that that can hinder things. We we do, and we I suppose there's a bit of a difference with how those customer um, records are updated. And within HubSpot, you've obviously got your mobile phone field and a phone number field. And so I suppose there's, there's a fair amount of that just educating customers. And so if they can try and get some consistency there, the nice thing is. When you do go to set up, whether it's a workflow or a campaign, we can actually sync or speak to either one of those different fields. So even if you had your, your mobile number or your cell numbers stored within just the regular phone number field, it's not a problem in terms of getting those campaigns out. But again, it's always best practice just to have some consistency there with how you're actually storing those numbers. Um, there's tons of different ways that you can have your numbers formatted. So it's always good practice anyway to, to have your data in a fairly consistent and clean form. But there is some things that we can do. Our, our gateway is pretty intuitive in trying to format numbers correctly. And actually, one of the really nice things within HubSpot workflows is there's a field in there 
for number formatting. So if we know which, which countries you're going to be sending to, even if you haven't got it completely spot on in terms of the formatting with full code or with the relevant prefixes, then we can we still got some of the smarts on the back end to realize, okay, if we're trying to send that to Denmark, to the UK or wherever, we can actually try and interpret that message to increase the chances of delivering it successfully. Brilliant. So picking up on the country that they're in and then uh, yeah. fill the gap. Yeah. I can see HubSpot are doing some more improvements around that uh, cleaning up of the, the formatting, the data um, formatting, even for, for people who haven't got Ops Hub, some of that is, is natively done too. Um, we've mentioned native a lot. So uh, I guess what would you, for someone who maybe is uh, wondering, well, what does native actually mean in layman's terms? What does it mean when we say it's native to HubSpot? No, great question. So native to me is where whichever your platform of choice is, that's where you want to be doing all of your work from, right? So if I'm a HubSpot user, that's where I'm spending the majority of my time. It's my source of truth where I'm holding all of the important information details about my customer. And so being able to do all of the work that I need to from there um, to me is gives you that native experience. And I say you can probably get some similar outcomes through extensions and, and bolt-ons, but being able to have everything not just executed from within HubSpot, but then also stored on that contact record and as part of the activity timeline is really important. So if you ever need to go back, either to check what comms have been sent out, or, or even if you've got different customer teams, perhaps they need to go and check communication, people can go on leave, they can leave the business. And so being able to always have that written record and have that against the contact um, just just makes it that much easier. And we see that more and more where it's an absolute must-have criteria where everything's natively stored within HubSpot as well for visibility. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great explanation. I like the fact that you're saying it keeps people within that same interface, the HubSpot interface, because uh, there are some vendors who, who describe their integration as native, but that to them means that you click a button and the two pieces of software connect. And so there's this uh, kind of automated two-way sync between the two, but you're still jumping out of HubSpot to use their software. Here, you're natively natively embedded SMS right there within the HubSpot interface. So within the workflows, within the HubSpot UI, it's uh, it's as if HubSpot have built SMS into their product when you've added yours, that the two work together, which I think uh, probably leads us into the next uh, question really, really is when we... the the title of this uh, episode is about this 5x factor of increasing customer engagement. So I'd like to unpack that some more of, of how SMS plus uh, HubSpot together create more value. Uh, could you give mm -hmm. us maybe some real life examples, Luke? What, what comes to mind of where we've managed to do that? Yeah, no, sure. Um, interestingly, across our HubSpot user base, we see almost an exact even split between sales, marketing, and operations hub. So I, I think that's quite nice evidence that actually it doesn't just sue a particular type of business vertical or use case, that there's a lot of quite wide application um, to just using SMS as a channel, regardless of message media. Um, just be, And again, we normally would talk about the amazing open rate that you get through from SMS, which is 98%. And then that's kind of where the, the 5X comes from versus email, which, you know, generally speaking, we, we certainly think that 
email is a valuable channel and best practice would say that you'd uh, marry the two together and have it as part of more of an omni-channel communication strategy. But rather than relying on email as a standalone, starting to, to think about how do we go and boost that engagement and complement it with SMS. So that's the, the 5X. Um, in terms of real life examples, marketing certainly a, a popular one and in, in this day and age, when you're trying to grab attention from your customer, and they could be current customers, they could be prospective customers, but it's very difficult to, to actually create enough noise and to stand out um, from, I suppose, your competitors and just so many other businesses that are wanting to try and interact with you as a prospective customer. Um, so we've got a customer who works in life insurance services, and they kind of felt quite a specialist role in terms of finding health insurance and life insurance policies bespoke to a particular customer and their needs and then they they work with a very wide range of um, providers offering those insurance services and effectively what they were doing is a re-engagement campaign so once that initial policy term had lapsed after a couple of years they were then using sms for hubspot as a follow-up mechanism just because they had such a huge database to go through. So one, that gave them the ability to go and personalize their messages. And they actually had a very humane way of communicating in terms of the language that they used, referencing the initial interaction. They were able to pull in um, who the initial provider was and things like policy number, again, just to sort of breed that trust and familiarity when they were sending out the messages. And... Um, and the CEO of the business, I think he attributed about 80% of their new business revenue to just using SMS through HubSpot, which is pretty amazing. And again, a lot of that is down to having limited resources and manpower to go and speak to all of these customers. But a lot of these people, they're working as well. It can be quite difficult to take a phone call during the day. You don't necessarily want to be intrusive. So being able to send out this communication have it as part of an overall communication strategy, and they can actually confirm one that they're interested, and then once you get into that text conversation, being able to book an appointment for a time that's convenient to them, because you're going to be having quite personal conversations, maybe not things that you even want to be discussing that were right. So being able to agree on a time that suits them and they can talk freely, I think was really important. And, and again, the engagement they've seen is a lot higher than other channels. So that's probably one of them um, that come to mind. And then another really nice example that was good to hear, um, this was a customer based in the Nordics, funny enough, not too far from you in Copenhagen, and they specialize in rare investments and wines in particular. And they've got, I suppose, a VIP customer list that they'll um, segregate for, for some of these specialized offers and products that, that they've got access to. And just through that VIP um, database, so one campaign, I think, yielded somewhere just north of 11k in, in terms of profit and additional revenue for them so um, some really nice examples for there and again just really understanding your customers being able to segment that through hubspot send out personalized communications if you can combine that and then just be smart with not just your content but when you're sending it out and then also incorporating different channels i think those couple of things combined really help you get the best engagement back from your communication yeah, in fact, it's funny. I remember being on that call, Luke. We were uh, talking to that, that business of the, the specialist wine, and uh, and the comment just kind of thrown onto the call of, "Hey, Luke, uh, your software made me eleven thousand dollars last month," and <laughs> purely because of this SMS message that goes out to the existing customer base, very tailored and uh, very curated 
uh, list. And so that customer engagement, I mean, that's that's an eye-opening figure. Uh, yeah, and it sure. translates into real dollars. Uh, so customer engagement and sales. I have another example with the, the, the building company that I mentioned earlier where the engagement for them with SMS is letting the customer know key stages of the build of, as the house is is going up. It's just sending these messages out so customers are, are not saying, hey, I have not heard anything. How's it going? Sure, you could do that on email as well, but uh, in their particular customer base, they've found that email open rates are pretty poor, um, but the SMS messages get uh, great results. So, yeah, we've, we've certainly seen it firsthand. And you mentioned as uh, uh, marketing, sales, and operations the building one to me is like an operations example is there yeah. any others that uh, that you'd like to raise so I suppose if we've covered a couple of marketing examples in the operations so to round it off uh, maybe a good sales one we see it really widely adopted by sales teams and, and again that's actually setting the appointment so we quite often see customer inquiries come in at the top of the funnel or you know using um, the website where we can track that and filter that down into HubSpot. And so quite often it's part of that follow-up and, and sales cadence where, so we, we know that there's an interested party or hand raiser, and then just actually being able to reach out to them. Um, again, you've got that convenience, right? People, they don't necessarily need to take a phone call because everyone's busy, they've got stuff going on during the day. So being able to quickly respond, I mean, say, yes, I'm interested, can you call me at this time? Or what we've also seen is um, a lot of sales teams, they may maybe send out from a business name. So you get that instant familiarity and trust with who's following up with me. And then including a link um, to a calendar or something like that, where they can just directly go in and book a meeting directly from that. And then we can also help in terms of the tracking of that as well to provide some additional analytics. So that's probably the, the most common use case, I'd say, in terms of sales, just being able to... I suppose, give yourself the best chance to follow up proactively and quickly and then actually book a meeting. And generally, once you've done that, you set yourself in a pretty good position to actually go and have those discovery conversations and, and make sure that you can meet customer requirements. Yeah, the meeting one's a great one, actually, uh, given that everybody who has HubSpot has the ability to create a meeting link, link to the calendar. So you're always uh, sending those out on social media or email or what have you, but to text somebody your meeting link, hey, uh, book a call, and then straight away they're adding more into your CRM uh, natively into into HubSpot. So yeah, great live examples. Uh, we might in a future episode maybe aim to have um, your customer from the Nordics or someone like that if they're open to it. We might uh, do a deep dive episode on that, but uh, we can explore that today. It's more a introduction to folks of uh, if they have not tried SMS. Given that HubSpot has no native SMS support, uh, you need to add it, and uh, and that's what this is all about. Uh, as a, a wrap up, have any um, any other valuable tips or, or resources, uh, Luke, that you want to uh, mention for folks? Uh, in terms of resources, so just on a message media website, we've got a dedicated support portal that covers all of our products and key ecosystems. So you'll see if you're a HubSpot user, you'll have a nice library in there with user guides, everything in terms of an installation guide, which you know generally takes a couple of minutes once you've downloaded us um, from from the ecosystem and app store. Um, so nice and easy to get going and yeah, pl plenty of information in there in terms of whether that's setting up a workflow or even if you just want to do one-to-one -one sending. Also, um, with our message media model, we tend to be quite hands-on with the support model that we give. So if you are within any of those um, respective regions or time zones, we're always on hand if you want to have a call, you know, and that could be 
asking around best practice, um, how to go and increase my engagement rate, what sort of sender ID should I choose? Should that be a number? Should that be a business name? What are some of the things that I need to consider if I'm making that choice? So we're, we're very open and willing to, I suppose, help you get started. But the actual, from a technical perspective anyway, getting going is very, very easy. Um, and then I suppose the other thing to mention is everyone is busy in their jobs. And I think particularly in this modern world that we've become accustomed to a lot of homeworking or doing things more remotely quite often. Um, certainly doesn't mean that you're less busy and with the example that we gave earlier of um, the wine merchant he can set up a campaign within minutes right so the nice thing with hubspot is you've got all of your um, lists that you can already have set up so if i want to go and send out a new campaign it could be for a new product or it could be just part of a re-engagement or retargeting everything can be executed so quickly so even though we saw a really good return the actual effort that went in to achieve that is only minutes. And once you've actually put in a little bit of time upfront to go and build out your workflows or create your lists quite carefully, it makes it so much easier to just go and repeat that process thereafter. So if you are a marketer or somebody looking to go and send out more of a bulk broadcast, either as a standalone or as part of a workflow, the reality is that you can get that compound effect um, once you've set it up once. It doesn't need to be a big onerous task to go back and do again. Yeah, super quick. And then 98% open rate. I mean, that's probably the biggest uh, takeaway from this episode is if you've not touched SMS uh, and just considered that that blows um, just about any other channel out of the water. Um, I also want to mention for listeners uh, um, an offer. Thanks, Luke. We have a, a discount code of uh, HUBDO20 that uh, people can use to get a 20% discount on the first three months if they want to try using SMS for HubSpot and in the show notes we'll have that information and a link to the user guides that, that you've talked about. So uh, it's been a great episode Luke, I uh, just want to say it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you today. Uh, what's the best way for people to connect with you? Uh, a couple of different ways, through the website you'll be able to uh, make a contact us inquiry, you can reach out to either sales at messagemedia.co.uk or HubSpot at messagemedia.com. Um, we can put those in the notes for you as well. So a few different ways to reach out or if you want to give us a call, uh, numbers online as well. Uh, or otherwise, feel free to hit me up on LinkedIn. Brilliant. Luke, uh, thanks so much for your time. Uh, for our listeners, you can find more information about SMS for HubSpot on Hubdo Marketplace. Just go to marketplace.hubdo.com or click the link in the show notes. And please send us your questions. There's a chat button there. Uh, jump in. We can help you do more on HubSpot, help you connect with uh, Luke and the team. And uh, I look forward to uh, meeting you again on uh, future episodes. Thanks, Luke. Thanks, Pete.